Hey y'all, welcome back to Laughing Out of Depression. Before I start each episode, I want to warn you that some of these topics may be triggering to some of you, so if that is the case, please turn this off. Consider seeking help if you haven't already. Tell a parent, guardian, friend, someone you trust. I know it's not easy, but speaking up is always a step forward to healing and recovery. Head to the link in my bio for some resources. I really wanted to get into, you know, the topic of suicide because one of the things that you had brought up is, you know, just how almost like scared people are to even like use the word suicide, which, Mm -hmm. you know, for us, I think that it's so normalized in our language because of what we do, Um, you know, but for others, it's not as much. And I really wanted to, one, know more about, like, your experience with suicide, if you feel comfortable with doing that, um, and just a piece of advice that you wish you could have gotten in that moment. Oh, gosh. There's so many things that I want to say, um, but I Same guess all. with my own, <laughs> we'd be here for a while. <laughs> I'd take up two hours of 30 minutes, but um, you know what I... I guess my own journey has been really interesting. Um, I've been really into butterflies lately because I imagine, you know, myself as like, or I guess I saw this quote that said the caterpillar always thinks it's dying before it transforms. And so I've been trying to think about that, but that's kind of how I view my journey was, you know, I have always struggled with suicidal thoughts since as far back as I can remember but they grew very intense when I had extra stressors on top of me. Um, Things that had happened at school, within my family, within my interpersonal relationships that really just broke me down. And my PTSD had begun to get really bad. My anxiety was really bad. My depression was really bad. And this, I'm talking about this time period, um, was really junior year, senior year of college. So this was, this is really fresh. This is like a year ago, but um, August 28th of 2019, I, I had a full plan. I had full intention to take my life. And mm-hmm. I remember I was laying on my bedroom floor and, you know, for anyone who has struggled with suicidal thoughts, you know that you don't think rationally and you're not really thinking about the effects of this. You're not thinking of, about your family, your friends, you're just in the suck, as I call it, this just deep hole that you feel like you can't get out of. And I was just laying on my bedroom floor shaking and crying with a bottle of pills in my hand and I was so close to ending my life and until I got a phone call and I truly believe it was the grace of God um, that this person had called me because my phone had not rang all day. I'd been there all day. I'd not eaten anything. I was just, I had been a mess for weeks prior. I didn't, I wasn't going to class. Um, I was so sick that I couldn't go to work. I just was a mess. And so um, I'm laying on the bedroom floor. Someone calls me. I answer the phone. And uh, this person pr- practically said, you know, Haley, I'm on my way home. And God just told me that I needed to call you right now. And he just said, I, I don't know what you're going through. I know you're going through something. But I want you to know that you can survive this. You can survive the suck. Just get off your floor and try to just survive like that's literally what he told me was just survive the suck and hence that's my blog now but um 
that was really the one thing that got me through it was just the love and support of, of someone over the phone. And, you know, I think about that moment and I was the one to get myself off of the bedroom floor. And I think about that every day, you know, I was the one that pulled the strength out of me to survive that moment. And so that was a really, really close call for me. There's been other instances, but that one was truly transformative for me because that next week I had called and made an appointment for therapy. I started the process of recovery. I got off of all social media. I truly surrendered to everything that was going to help me and got rid of everything that was hurting me. And that's when I saw trans, a huge transformation happen. Um, and I, I created a self-care plan and I made it through. And now I truly feel like I'm the happiest I've ever been. I mean, I, on August 28th of this year, I spent that day dancing and singing with some of the best people around me. And it was just the celebration of recovery. And I just felt so free from a lot of the depression and the anxiety and the suicidal thoughts I was having before. So if there's anyone listening who relates to being in that dark hole or relates to being on your bedroom floor sobbing or just moments where you truly don't think you're going to make it through or you don't see a future for yourself, I guess I want you to know that, you know, there is hope right around the corner and sometimes you just can't see it, but you just have to continue to survive. Even if you're crawling, if you're shaking, if you can't get out of bed, just continue to survive because you can get through it. You just ask for help, lean into the people around you. Um, I always say reach in, or I always say reach out, but reach in too, because you have so much strength in you, even when you feel at your weakest to make it through. Um, but ask for help because mental illness is an illness and it takes people just like any other physical illness. So be sure to get connected to professional help if you can. Um, call the suicide hotline. I mean, that's something that I've always done when I'm feeling down just to have that, that care and support. So reach in, reach out, do whatever you can to survive. Um, Cause hope is always there. Sometimes you just can't see it, but it's there. Thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate you so much. And um, I'm so thankful that you're here today and able to <laughs> talk to me. Um, and I definitely know what it feels like to, you know, be, feel that alone and feel like you don't you know you've kind of like lost all hope and you can't see a future and mm -hmm. it's definitely a scary it's definitely a scary scary feeling um yeah. and you know I have to say I'm so thankful you know as well for all my family that has been there and you know like your friend for being able to reach out to you and um you know, be able to talk you through it. I know it's definitely not easy and sometimes it feels almost impossible to get out of it. But um, one of the things that you had said in your live as well was, you know, as humans, like our brain is so powerful and I know you call it, um, uh, fuck, what do you call it? You call it like the brain, brain health or brain health. Yeah. Brain health. Yes. yes. Um, you know, like our brains are so powerful and, you know, you mentioned being able to train your brain and, you know, when you're in that, you know, when you're in your suicidal thoughts and you just like, don't know if you can get out of it, um, like it is possible to get out of it and it, you are strong enough, you know, and your brain is strong enough and there is a way to train your brain to get stronger. So I guess in yes. your, 
you're in your process how have you been able to I guess train yourself mentally to you know not fall back into those points yes I love that um yeah I I honestly I go back and forth between brain health and mental health because for me it's the same thing um everyone has mental health and we all have brain health it's the same thing um some of us just struggle more than others but you know, I love to, to say the term brain health because it gets people thinking about the brain because that's what we're talking about. It's the strongest organ in your body and it's so resilient. Um, I've been reading a lot about neuroplasticity and how you create neural paths in your brain um, through different experiences that you have or, you know, different techniques that you use that are either bad neural pathways or good neural pathways. So you can create better and good ones. This was something that I learned in therapy too, was you can create those good ones and get rid of some of the bad ones just through your self-care plan. So that was something that I did was I worked a lot on meditation. Meditation is huge for creating those stronger neural pathways. Um, they help you see, it, it helps you see clearly. It helps you understand things clearly. It helps you slow down. And honestly, in the process of letting go that we talked about earlier, it helps you let go of, of things or situations that you're still holding on to. So that's something that I really try to do. But I, I have a routine self-care plan that I do every single day. And I feel like my brain has gotten so in sync with that, that it has been so good for me because in my own studies, I found that, you know, addicts or people who are recovering from addiction, they often find that routine really helps them routine helps them to get through that addiction um, process. And so I tried that on my own because I, I suffered from self-harm addiction. So that was something that I, I integrated on my own and it helped me so much just to have that routine, you know, okay, meditation in the morning, 15 minutes, meditation at night, 15 minutes during the day, I at least have to color or do some yoga or do some kind of self-care activity, um, reflection, writing a blog post. It could be anything that you look forward to, make it fun, make it something that you want to do every morning when you wake up, but it's, it's all part of recovery. And, um, it literally does train your brain to be stronger. You train that resiliency muscle and that's so important. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know something that I've been lacking lately is routine and I literally <laughs> blame that on being unemployed because I have so much time on my yeah. hands now, um, yep. which honestly kind of like it sucks, but also I'm happy about because I didn't really like my job. But, you know, um, I definitely... It's something that I am learning. You know, I was talking to one of my friends before this and I was like, I really need to set up like a routine for myself because I just feel it almost like when you don't have a routine and you are sad, it's almost like giving, you're almost like allowing for depression to like seep into your life, like slowly, you know? Oh, it'll Um, creep in. Yes, it really, really does. And I was like, man, I really, you know, um, I don't know if you do this, but I started, you know, uh, doing a lot of like positive affirmations um, Mm -hmm. because... I just, I think it's so important and I'm someone that very much often like I talk negatively, like I do like, is it called like negative talk technically? I think it it is. Negative self-talk. Yeah. yeah. So I, I tend to do that sometimes. So I'm like, no, I need to be better about this. And honestly it does like, it helps when you 
like do positive affirmations and you just wake up different. You like go to bed differently and you wake up differently and you wake up like happier. And it's just like a really weird, like psychological thing that happens, but it is. And you're right. My counselor even told me, I remember when I was going through my breakup and I was really struggling, she told me when I'm sitting in bed and cause that was a big problem for me was sitting in bed and just seeping into my thoughts. And she's like, instead of doing that, force yourself to get up, like literally stand up and say out loud, I am okay. I am okay. Just continuously say it. And I'm like, but what if I don't believe that I'm okay? And she's like, it doesn't matter. You're still training your brain to believe that you are okay. And eventually you're going to get there. And I was just like, whoa, I was like, you didn't do it. Like I just never crossed my mind. So yeah, you're right. Just that, that positive self-talk that it's empowering to you. And even if you don't feel like it has an effect, it does on your brain. It is. And I say it all the time. And I think sometimes I kind of like joke about it and stuff. But, you know, whenever you see me post on like Instagram or anything, whether it be like the laughing out of depression Instagram or like my own where I'm just like, I'm so sad, but it's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay. Like I even though I literally at the moment, I know I feel like I'm not going to be okay. But I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be okay. (laughs) And I'll just like talk. I'll talk myself through it. Yeah. And even I love your I love the laughing out of depression podcast because honestly it's already had a positive effect on my life because when I've found moments where I've felt really depressed or I'm just like oh you know my anxiety is really bad today I just start like laughing about it or I'll literally say something that's just so out of the box I'm just like you know what like my anxiety sucks today but I'm just gonna like do me and just fuck it I'm just gonna fuck it I'm just gonna do it whatever and (laughs) I just like literally talk like that to myself in the mirror and it makes me laugh and then I start laughing and then I'm like I'm anxious as fuck, but like, I'm still here and I'm fine. So it's, it's taught me to just, you know, take it seriously, but also laugh at yourself sometimes and just know that like, it's okay not to be okay. Sometimes these feelings pass, sometimes they don't, but we just got to like, let loose a little bit and try to have fun in the process. I love that so much and I love you so much. Um, But yeah, honestly, it is like there are times where I still like anybody that thinks that I probably am just laughing every day. I want to let you know I only laugh during the recordings and then I cry afterwards. (laughs) I cry after. Um, No, but you know, I I still have my times where like I let, you know, I let things get to me and um, I still kind of like have negative thoughts and you know, it's life is stressful. Like, let's be honest, life is fucking hard. Um, and you know, like I'm, I'm still a human being, so yeah, I can laugh about it, but you know, I still have hard times. And, um, I think I just really try to see kind of the positive. And for me, laughing has really helped me because, um, you know, when it's, when you get like, as you say, like when you get, you know, when you're in the suck, um, you like are searching for hope. Like you just need a little bit of hope. And for me, I've always had this ability to make myself laugh. I don't care if anybody doesn't think I'm funny. I know I am funny. You are funny. (laughs) But um, like I just make myself laugh and honestly laughter does something to your brain, releases some type (laughs) of like endorphins or something. I don't even know if they're endorphins, but whatever. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But it releases something that basically makes you happy. And it's just, it really has helped me. And ever since I was younger, my brother and I would like have this like competition that's uh, 
I would always be like, oh, let's see who can make themselves laugh the hardest. So we would just start laughing about like absolutely nothing until we were just like laughing about our laughter. And (laughs) that's just how it kind of like, but it was like so fun, but like eventually like we just were laughing so hard that it was just so, it was actually really funny that we could like make ourselves laugh that much. And uh, that's kind of why too, I was like, fuck it. Like, why not just like laugh about things if it's like, you know, it's not funny. It's a serious topic, but at the same time, like laughing brings so much like positivity into your, like it stimulates your brain in a positive way. And if like laughing about it will help me, then like, why not help someone else by laughing about it too? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, there was a day this week that I woke up and I felt like I had a brick on my chest and I just was like, oh God, I don't want to do anything. And I was like, I just knew right away my mental health was suffering. I always know. And I just was like, oh, this is going to be a sucky day. And I literally, like, I'm so sappy sometimes, but I put on like this sad boy playlist that I have. And I just was sitting in bed listening to Marvin's room. And I was like, like, I just, I'm so depressed. I don't want to do anything. And then my phone was on shuffle and it came onto the song, Don't Be So Hard on Yourself by Jess, uh, Jess Glenn, I think it is. And that song always makes me want to dance and it has such a good message. So I'm laying there crying one second to Drake. And then all of a sudden I stand up and I'm like dancing. I'm like, I came here with a broken heart that no one else can see. And I was literally dancing around my room, like an idiot by myself. And I'm like, if my parents can not know, I think that's so weird, but it helped me. And I got up and I was dancing and I was laughing at myself. And I just had this moment that I was like, okay, either I'm stir crazy and I've been at home way too long, or I'm actually doing something about my depression and forcing myself to dance and laugh. And um, sometimes it almost seems unbearable, but I did it that day and it helped me. And I was able to kind of turn the tide of my day. And so you're right. Sometimes you just force yourself to laugh or you just do something stupid. It, it honestly can help. It can help. It's not going to cure it, but it's going to help. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's kind of, it's what, you know, the last guest I had on my friend Marco, he said, he's like, you just have to remember that it's a bad day. It's not a bad life. And I was like, yes. Yes. Um, You know, because I think that, you know, both you and I are so privileged to have access to um, therapy, you know, and not everyone else is too. And also the purpose of this platform is really to be able to you know, help provide some hope or safety um, to people that don't have access to it. And, you know, I think that from our experiences, also what I've learned too, is that for therapy, you don't necessarily, not everyone needs therapy for one. Is it helpful? Yes. But is your brain more powerful? Of course it is. Because if you don't, like you said, if you can't surrender yourself to the process of therapy, it's useless. It genuinely will be useless. And that is one thing that I say to everyone that asks me about therapy or how to, you know, how to convince their, like someone they know to go to therapy. I'm like, there is no convincing. If they do not want the help, there is no way that, you know, they're going to they're going to get the help that they need because they need to be willing to accept the help in order for it to work for them. And, um, you know, I really wanted to be able to provide people with, um, I guess, 
tips or whatever it has been to like what has helped you in your process that you didn't necessarily like get from therapy it's more so maybe something that you just like kind of figure it out along the way or something that you like or a tip that you I guess you did get from therapy you know whatever it is that has has helped you in your process Uh, yes oh yeah I love that um so you know my therapist always told me I should journal and I hate journaling. I am not a good journaler. I think for me, it's so hard because I've been ingrained into always thinking about other people. And so I'm like, when I journal, who's going to benefit from this other than me? Like, this is just whatever. So that's why I started my blog because it's kind of like a personal journal space that could possibly help other people. Um, so sometimes I think when, when counselors give you something or to do, or they give you advice on something, um, really think about if that's going to be right for you, because, you know, like I said, journaling wasn't for me, but blogging is and blogging really helps me because I feel like I'm helping other people too. So sometimes um, you have to be careful with that stuff and just think about it. But also something else that really helps me is, um, so I bought this like journal thing. It's not really a real journal, but it has every day you have like your goals, daily targets, lessons learned, wins, losses, all this stuff. And it has like little quotes. Um, and so I bought this journal because something that I picked up along the way that no counselor really told me, but it's just such a small thing was write down your self-care routine, schedule it into your day. Um, it doesn't need to be, you know, two hours or whatever, just schedule in like if you can 15 minutes, if you're super busy, or if you're someone who has a lot of time, literally write out your day, just write things down, write down whatever, you know, your positive affirmations, um, things that you want to work on or you write down what you're struggling with today. Be like, okay, you know, today a loss is that I'm thinking about my ex so much and I'm really struggling with that. And you know, what can I do to make that better? And I even look at my journal that I have here and I, I wrote down on this day, I am joy. I am love. I am abundance. I am rich. I am peace. I am understanding. I'm thriving. Um, rich as in like rich in joy. So like all these things, um, I wrote down because I was struggling on this day with myself. And so just, I, I guess that's just one thing that I learned is, is write things down because it, it helps and it, it helps train your brain. And sometimes you remember, Hey, you know, I didn't meditate today and I wrote that down. I need to do it. So um, also, that's a cool tip that I have. I, I also feel like along with writing, there comes like this satisfaction from being able to like, you know, like check mark things, like I did it, like it's done. And it's just like such a simple thing, but also like it's a set, there's like a satisfaction to it because it's like you had these, like you had a list of things that you wanted to get done, even if they mm-hmm. were like so simple, but like you being able to like cross them off the list just like makes you feel good. Making your bed is so satisfying. It like, is. I now, you know, like I hated doing my bed so much, but like being able to go to bed with like a, just a nice done bed feels so nice. And it's just like the simplest fucking thing. Like it's really not that much. It it takes some people like maybe two, three minutes to do their bed, but it's still so satisfying. And like, that's the way that you start your day. So if you can start your day, like in a positive note, like that's, you know, like you're setting yourself up for success. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. Um, You know, and we talk about all these things of, you know, routines and really trying to push yourself when it comes to self-care. But I also want to recognize, because I 
in this way. So this is why I'm saying this because, you know, there are days that I wake up and I don't have any energy to do any of these things. I just throw my routine to the side. Um, you know, and for a long time I beat myself up about that. I'm like, I just don't have energy for self-care today. And I was venting to my counselor about it. And he's like, no, that's, that's what you should do. Like if you're struggling and you don't want to do your self-care routine that day, don't do it. Just sit down, watch a movie. You know, if you need to cancel some things out of your day, like that's okay. Your, your brain deserves a rest. As powerful as our brains are, they need rest. So even if you feel like, you know, you're tossing some things aside or you're, you're not making your bed every day or whatever, like just remember that it's, it's okay to take a break because we live in such a society that tells us if we're not doing something productive, we're not worth anything. And that's not the case. Just, you know, allow yourself to take a break and then get back on the horse and yeehaw, go towards the self-care routine and thrive in your mental health because it's possible. You can get there, but take a break when you I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, literally. Um, Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. And, you know, you said, like, we live in a society that, um, you know, like, we're just like, if you're not being productive, then, you know, it's kind of like, why? Like, what are you doing with your life almost? And I have felt that so much. But honestly, that also goes with the fact that, like, um, you know, with social media and stuff, like, you are almost, like, you're, you, like, are expected in a way to, like, be this, like, type of level of, like, success when you're so young, and you're just, like, what the fuck? Like, I feel so bad for all the people that are even, like, younger than me, like, are in high school or something, and are just, like, man, like, I'm, I'm 15, and I'm not, like, a TikTok star yet, you know? Like, you're not supposed to be. You're fucking 15, bro. Like, yes, you know? (laughs) And, oh my gosh, yes. and it's just like at 16, I was literally like 15, 16. I was literally like laying in my bed all day depressed. And that was me in high school, you know? Um, and you're not supposed to have it all figured out. And I, it's something that I still struggle with too now because, you know, like I am 10 years later, I'm like 24, but I'm still like, I, I almost feel, like, unaccomplished with life still, and I'm still trying to figure out a routine, but it's, you know, I, I talk to myself every day, and I tell myself, like, it's okay to not know what you are doing. Like, you are still young, you know, and yes. it's something that I have friends that are, like, 27, 28, and are struggling with this as well, and pff- honestly even at that age like you still are considered young and like you shouldn't have especially in the the time that we are now in a fucking pandemic you know if you don't have it all figured out it's okay like it's not the end of the world and yes you know like everyone has everyone has a purpose and everything that is happening in your life now is for a reason even if you don't know what that reason is maybe you're not supposed to know what your reason is you know but you have a reason to be here Abs- yes absolutely we live in a society now that teaches us that our worth is so external it's so external and and exactly like you said with the TikTok star and just social media in general, social media is now teaching people in our twenties that if you aren't 
a millionaire by now, or you aren't famous on, you know, Instagram or TikTok, or you don't have as many followers on Twitter or whatever, that you were an unsuccessful person. It has all of us thinking that we are so out of the loop and that we are so far behind from everyone else. And it's, it's all a highlight reel. I mean, social media, all you are seeing anymore is people's best moments in their life. You're not seeing the stuff that goes on behind closed doors. You don't see, you know, the people who are struggling in this pandemic, trying to get a job or trying to figure things out. It's always the people who are thriving. And, um, you know, there's, there's nothing really wrong with that. But at the same time, I think it is detrimental to a lot of people who spend a lot of time on social media because you're just only seeing the good stuff. And it, it makes you feel like you're the only one struggling or you're the only one who doesn't have a job or, you know, it doesn't have their shit together or whatever. It's like, we all don't have our shit together. We're all living in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what are we supposed to do? It's, it's just such a, a facade. So, you know, it, it's so important to be mindful of that when you're using social media. And, and for me, I have to take breaks. I, I'm on a break right now. I, I got to the point where I was like, yep, I'm seeing too many girls with abs and I don't have abs. So I'm going to hop off for a few days and remind myself that I'm beautiful, even though I don't have abs. So it's, it's just, yeah. you gotta be mindful of it. Definitely. I mean, social media breaks are definitely important. And if anyone hasn't seen, I believe it's called the social dilemma. It's either on Netflix or Hulu. You should go watch it because it is absolutely insane. And let me tell you, I turned off every single notification after watching it. So I'm not off social media because I thousand percent could say that to some extent I am like addicted to social media. Um, But I in becoming more conscious about it and its power. Um, And for me, I have really found that what is so satisfying is um, being able to accomplish like little goals for myself that don't exactly require me to be posting them about or posting them on social media. Because at the end of the day, the only one that you should give a shit about validating you is yourself and no one else. Um, So you know, doing little things for yourself is what is most important because at the end of the day, it is, you know, your mind, it is your body and it is your soul and you should be taking care of it. Um, I eat chips every night. That's okay. I'm going to do what I want to do, but you know, yeah, (laughs) but, um, yeah, no, it's definitely about just like taking care of yourself and doing little things for yourself. Um, you don't have to do anything extravagant. Sure, if you want to buy yourself a purse, go right ahead. But, um, you know, it's just, it's the little things in life that really do matter. And it's not until you grow up that you realize that it's literally the little things in life. Yes. Oh my gosh. I 100% agree with you. I mean, just recently I was going through a, uh, a darker patch than, you know, this kind of really good high that I've been on recently. And I, one thing that I found hope in was a cup of coffee in the morning. Like every morning I would just, the small things in life, I just would look at this cup of coffee and just smile and just think like, this is such a cup of joy because so many people like can't even afford coffee. So many people, you know, out there struggle to even get this coffee here in my hand. And I'm, you know, inside my house, I have a house, I am warm. I'm just the gratitude of a cup of coffee that like made me realize how grateful I am and how lucky I am to live the life that I live was huge for me. And it it honestly helped me in my depression 
and made me become more grateful for the things around me. Um, one of the books that I'm reading talks a lot about gratitude and how no matter what place you're in, always, always try to find things that you're grateful for because it can change your mindset. And so um, you're right. It's the little things. It's the little, little things that humble us and bring us down and just remember like, you know, this cup of coffee right here, like this is joy. Like th this is, this is just something small that brings me hope every morning. And so, yeah, sometimes it's just, just the little things. Definitely. Um, and I love that so much. Anybody that's from Chicago or near around here, go check out Sip of Hope Coffee. Um, yes. Definitely their employees are trained to kind of ask you about your day. And if you need anything, um, you know, they are a part of an organization called Hope for the Day, um, which specializes in suicide prevention as well. Um, and their entire staff is so amazing. So anybody that is around the area, check it out. Um, but I guess lastly, I really, I want to end with this question that I have been asking my hosts lately, or my guests, sorry. Um, and it is, you know, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Yes, I love this. Um, and it's funny because I think you asked me this last time and it's going to be totally different. But, um, you know, I, I love the quote that says, uh, be who you needed when you were younger. Because, you know, for me, I, I think about the young 13-year-old Haley who was really struggling with herself and internally, externally was just struggling. And I guess the one thing that I would tell my younger self is, you know, never be afraid to be who you are, fully who you are. Don't live for anyone else to please anyone else. Be everything that you are because there's only one Haley in the world. And the more that you empower yourself, you start to empower the other people around you. And um, to also know that no matter what you can go, no matter what you go through, um, wherever you find hope, go there more. Doesn't matter where it is, whether it's in yourself, other people, um, things of the world, wherever you find hope, go there. Cause that's gonna help you get through what you're going through. Um, and just to know that you can survive the suck. You have the power in you. Just continue to, to feed that power. Um, it's possible. Recovery is possible. You can do this. I am so obsessed with you. <laughs> I literally, I love that so much. And um, that's something that I've always like has kind of kind of led me, I guess, on my journey is uh, just being who I needed when I was younger. And it's just like that reminder. I feel like that's literally the note that I have on my little mirror every morning that I look at because, you know, there are days where you wake up and you're just like, fuck, I feel so shitty. Like I want to do absolutely nothing other than like cry in my bed all day. Yes. Um, and that. it's really hard to get yourself out of like those places at times, but you know, it's definitely possible. And there are things, there are little things that we can do in our day that could lead to, you know, positive weeks or positive months, positive years, whatever it may be. Um, but there is one, there's always hope. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm so thankful for you to have been on here with me. And honestly, I have to say everything does happen for a reason because this was so, this conversation was so fucking good. I can't even. And yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and honestly, I just, yeah, I mean, 
thank you so much for sharing, you know, your experience and um, for doing all of the work that you do. You are so much appreciated. Um, and I just want to let you know that. So thank you so much for Gosh, everything. I no, I, I can't say thank you enough, Hannah. You are constantly going above and beyond for the people around you. And I can just tell that from the podcast and the people that you have on and you're truly an amazing person and you know, I'm here for whatever you need, but seriously, give yourself some props too, because starting your own podcast is really hard as I've been learning and you're doing it so flawlessly and you're a rock star. You're going to change the world. So I'm super inspired by you. Don't stop. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I'm literally so inspired by you. And y'all, I just want to let you know that honestly, if it weren't for Haley, I wouldn't be doing a lot of the things that I am doing now, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, your work has definitely, uh, been a huge part of, you know, like what I, I do now. And I'm really thankful for that. So thank you so much for, you know, being a part of this journey with me. And I just wish you absolutely nothing but the best of luck um in everything that you do in your career in your life um i hope that you know you get everything you know all the positivity all the love all the peace that you deserve um so yeah i'm so thankful for you thank you and i can't wait to have you on my podcast oh my god of course i'm so excited <laughs> oh my god okay um so lastly just anybody please go follow anybody that's listening go follow Haley on social media so just shout out your handles again uh at h degree 13 and then i have the gray matters collective as well and now the surviving the suck podcast so go follow and then what is your blog surviving the suck as well um but i have the link in my bio on instagram but it's haleydegree.substacks dot com so okay. you can find it there too awesome i will also go ahead and link all of Haley's social media and her blog um on the bio for this if anyone is interested definitely go check it out I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Please go follow the podcast on Instagram, Laughing Out of Depression. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you can get updates whenever a new episode drops. Also, support La Raza and go share it with your friends. And that is a wrap on another episode. Thank you all so much for making me a part of your day. Just a reminder, I am not a licensed therapist, nor do I intend to be one. I speak solely out of my own experiences. I am literally just a 24-year-old unemployed Chicagoan living in my parents' house with a marketing degree. So if you or anyone you know needs help, please go to the link in my bio for some resources, sending you all so much peace and positive energies. Thank you.